Hello and welcome to the Faith and Family Matters podcast, where we talk about issues that strengthen our faith and build stronger family connections. Please join us for today's podcast with our host, William Hemphill II, Pastoral Counselor. Hello, this is William Hemphill, pastor, mental health counselor, welcoming you to the Faith and Family Matters podcast. Today I want to continue talking a little bit about the LEARN format for initiating change and understanding. LEARN format for initiating change and understanding. Last time as we began to talk about the LEARN format for enhancing relationships, I started with the letter L. The letter L simply means to listen. We listen to understand one another and not just to reply to one another. There's a big difference in that because when we listen to understand, we're actually hearing what the other person is saying and we're attempting, shall I say, to understand their viewpoint or where they're coming from. One of the big dangers I often see in relationships as I counsel with people is that we often listen to reply. That happens in marriage relationships. A husband may say something, the wife doesn't hear it because she's too busy thinking about how she's going to reply or vice versa. We do that in parent-child relationships. One person's not listening to the other because they're too busy thinking about how they're going to reply. And I've even noticed that that has happened in our present society when you're dealing with racial tension in the country. I remember being in forums trying to talk to people about racial tensions in the country, and sometimes people were unable to listen to what I had to say or vice versa because there was too much of an intent to reply. So the first letter, L, we listen to understand. Today I want to talk about the letter E. The E in the LEARN format for initiating change stands for empathy. Empathy is the ability to quote unquote place ourselves in another person's shoes. We place ourselves in another person's shoes with the goal or the hope of understanding their plight or their situation. I like to say that empathy is a powerful form of learning because when we empathize with someone, we have the ability to increase our understanding, but that understanding of their situation would allow us to treat them differently with grace and with mercy. Recently, I happened to be on a podcast and the host and I were talking about racial tensions in society. In that conversation, I happened to talk about how, as an African-American male, there are certain areas of the country, or even the state I live in, where I am hyper-vigilant. In other words, I have my head on a swivel. I'm constantly aware of where I am 
and watching my surroundings so that I can be safe. In these particular places, I have to be ready for a threat because they are places known to have biased racial viewpoints of African Americans. And so because of that, I had to be careful in certain places. Well, as I was talking, at some point, the host shared a story about when he and his family traveled to a foreign country. He said when he got to that country, one of the hardest things was he didn't know the language and he didn't know the surroundings. So he had to be hypervigilant. Hypervigilant because he wasn't aware of what was going on and he wanted to be sure that his family was safe. And so as we talked about that situation, I began talking about how he could use his experience in the foreign country to begin to have some empathy or understanding what a person of African descent may face in our country when we're dealing with tense racial issues. In other words, the fact that he had an experience where he was hypervigilant or worried about his own safety gave him the potential to have empathy or to begin to understand what I was talking about and what other people may be talking about. I say that because in today's society, I believe it's extra important that we as people understand and empathize with one another. Right before I began to record this podcast, I saw a report of a young lady who was getting in a car, I believe it was from BJ's or from a warehouse, and was with her daughter. As she is driving from the store, two white men start shouting racial epithets at her and her daughter. Then they pull out a gun on her. Now, I don't know what was going on with these two men, but obviously they attempted to at least frighten and terrorize her. I say these things shouldn't happen. I know of teenagers and other people that I've talked with in the past weeks who have received threats on social media. Racial issues. Another way of saying it is that this is a time of terror for a lot of people. Paul Ekman, I believe his book is Social, I want to say Dissonance, but I might have the wrong name on that. In that book, he talks about that there are three types of empathy. Cognitive empathy, emotional empathy, and compassionate empathy. Cognitive empathy is the ability to know how another person feels and what they may be thinking because of that feeling. It is the ability to understand perspective of someone, and it is often used to motivate people. I would say good coaches, good politicians, good parents often know what can motivate someone, and they would use this ability of cognitive empathy in order to do that. 
the challenge with this type of empathy, or I'd say the bad side of it, is that people with ulterior or bad motives can also use cognitive empathy to manipulate people in order to find the best way to be cruel to them. So maybe thinking about the example earlier, although I might not say it was empathy, these young white men, if they wanted to place some terror in a person, knew that, okay, if I pull up to a young black woman with a child, we can terrorize her because we are men, and then we can pull a gun and make it worse and call her names. That's using cognitive empathy in the worst situation. Cognitive empathy has its good points and its bad points. It can help us empathize and understand and motivate to be able to do good things, but it can also be used for evil. The second type of empathy is emotional empathy. Emotional empathy allows us to feel what the other person is feeling. It often comes from what we like to say or call mirror neurons, and that's the ability to mirror or reflect someone else. This emotional empathy allows us to engage in vicarious suffering, and I would say it's a skill that many therapists use. The danger in the emotional empathy is that burnout can come for the empathic person if they are unable to regulate their own emotions, especially during times of intense suffering. Let me give you a brief example of that. Before I was a mental health counselor, I happened to work as a chaplain in hospice, and in hospitals. As a chaplain, I often had to be with people in times of tragedy, grief, and suffering. One of the gifts that I had to be able to do that was the ability to emotionally empathize with a person. In other words, I could feel some of their pain when their child died or when their mother died, or when someone was in an accident, or something like that. I could feel a little bit of that pain even on the inside. I won't pretend to say it was great as them, but that was emotional empathy. And that emotional empathy allowed me to be able to walk alongside with those people who were in need. It allowed me to cry with mothers, cry with sons, hug, pray, do all of these different things because of that gift. Here was the challenge with that gift. Once I was finished being present with someone, I often had to do the things necessary to take care of myself. I had to tend to myself so I didn't continue to suffer with vicarious grief. I had to do the things necessary to regulate my emotional and spiritual state so that I could be ready when the next time I was called. 
That's an example of emotional empathy, both the gift of it and the challenge with it. The third type of empathy is what we call compassionate empathy. Compassionate empathy allows us to feel a person's pain. It allows us to empathize with them, but it also calls us and challenges us to help. I believe that compassionate empathy is some of what we have been seeing in our country with some of the various protests and discussions. The horrible death of George Floyd brought a level of compassion, empathy, and understanding to those who have been victims of police brutality for many, many years. And it is driving a lot of people hopefully to constructive action so that changes can be made for the betterment of all of us as people. And notice what I said, the betterment of all of us. Because I believe that all of us want to live in a society where we are safe, where our families are safe, and where there is respect and we can love one another. Why I chose E for empathy as the second part of learn. Of course, L means that we create space where we can begin to listen one to one another. We create spaces where we can listen to one another. And I want to give shout outs to so many people uh, who are creating podcasts, Facebook lives, and different things where we can begin to have these discussions. Without listening, we can't even empathize or engage. And we, if we don't listen, we can't even begin to solve problems. But E, empathy is also important because it allows us to feel another person's pain and identify with their suffering. I truly think empathy is necessary for us, especially as people of faith, to be able to follow the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. When I think of that verse, I start thinking of things like this. Would I want someone to pull guns on me for no reason? Would I want to be able to call law enforcement to protect me and not be in fear that I might be criminalized? Looking at situations like this, even in the world of COVID, would I want someone to pass a disease to me or to my family that could kill either of us? My answer to all those questions is no. I don't want to be criminalized. I don't want anyone pulling guns on me. I don't want to catch a deadly disease. So if I look at the golden rule, and have empathy, it essentially caused me to say, if I don't want this to happen to me, then I should treat others in such a way so it doesn't happen to them. I've often talked to my church and other people about why I wear a mask when I go out. It's not necessarily just for me. Part of it is part of my enacting of the golden rule in caring for the others. I might be asymptomatic, but I don't want you to get sick. 
Because if you get sick, then it hurts your family, it hurts your loved ones, and so many other people. When we have empathy for one another, we begin to treat each other better and as part of the human family. I do believe that this is important. How can we make sure that other people are safe? Because at the end of the day, I believe all of us want to be safe and we all want to be loved. And when we're safe and when we're loved, we become better people, and we treat others better. So in closing, I just want us to remember the second part of the LEARN format, and that's the E. Let us begin to empathize with people that we listen to, to try to understand where they are. In some cases, to be vulnerable enough to hear their pain and to feel some of their pain but then also that that pain may call us to action so that we can make a difference in the lives of others. This is William Hemphill, pastor and mental health counselor, thanking you for listening to today's podcast. Take care and have a blessed week. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. We hope that the show has been a blessing to you. If you would like more information on personal counseling, couples counseling, adoptive family counseling, or other products and services, please go to ffeonline.org. For questions about the show, please email us at faithandfamilymatterspodcast at gmail.com. 